Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Only daily sports talk show. Nuanez now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Hope you're having a phenomenal Tuesday. Short week for us. No show here uh, Thursday or Friday, so second to last day of the week, so we'll get as much in as we possibly can. Ton to get to today. John Stigelmeyer, the head coach of the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, will join us uh, here in about 10 minutes to break down the upcoming FCS Final Four matchup. We also have one of my good buddies, Nate Dolan, swinging by, former Grizz wide receiver, a guy who's lived a life of football, comes from great athletic lineage, and he's also the one that hooked us up with all this sweet gear, uh, courtesy of Graphic Imprints. But uh, Nate and I have been talking about having him come by to talk all things football for quite some time, so he will join us uh, to talk about a variety of different things and also tell us a little bit about his uh, endeavor with Graphic Imprints. As we do each Tuesday, we got our Treasure State Stars, where we highlight some of the best individual performances uh, from around the state of Montana. And then hour number two, we're going to talk a whole bunch of Grizz football. The conversation might last the whole second hour. It might just last the top of the uh, second hour. We'll see. But we have plenty of sound from Montana head coach Bobby Houck. And then we'll also uh, just talk about some of the main reasons why Montana, in at least our opinion... Uh, did not live up to the expectations that were steeped upon them uh, in the preseason. And then if we get around to it, we'll talk some uh, Grizz hoops. There you go. It's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. You can always stream the show on the ESPN Montana app. And you can also always stream it on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. If you want to be a part of the show, we have free Tagliari for you. Tagliari Deli, $25 gift card coming up about $4.45. And uh, maybe also have some prizes in hour number two, depending. Uh, but either way, if you want to be a part of the show, you can always call, always text 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Uh, we start today, though, uh, because... In its essence, Montana, excuse me, Missoula, and, and and its association with the University of Montana is a college town, and we here at Nuanas now we cover all the sports, but this is a very college football focused show because 
pro football in Montana is akin to college football. And in Montana, it's a sort of religion. And we gather every Saturday, and uh, it's certainly one of the parts that makes living in a small town like Missoula or Bozeman, which we've made home uh, for quite some time as well. Um, It's one of the best parts. And today, a very sad loss in the college football world. Mike Leach, the head coach at Mississippi State, the man largely uh, credited with not only inventing the air raid offense, but completely revolutionizing football as we know it, passed away. Uh, He had a a medical episode over the weekend, and uh, Mississippi State announced his passing just 61 years old. And, you know, we, like I said, we cover college football more than any other sport here. And we, uh, there's so many different reasons for that. But this, you know, in terms of the reaction and the outpouring on social media, this was certainly the, the most I've ever seen for a specific individual. Part of that is because Mike Leach is so outside of the, 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 how do you say? He's so outside the status quo. He's such an esoteric thinker. He really didn't care about what people thought of him. He had his meandering, sometimes strange, almost always entertaining press conferences, whether it was between his time at Kentucky as the offensive coordinator or Oklahoma as the OC or Texas Tech as the head coach, Washington State, uh, and then most recently Mississippi State. So often Mike Leach was must-see TV or, or must-see Twitter in a lot of people's cases. It's interesting because when Mike Leach was at Washington State, I mean, Washington State there in Pullman is relatively close to us here in Montana. So, And it's, it's in the Spokane media market, which is one of the biggest crossover media markets with Missoula and Bozeman. And we, you know, so you follow a lot of the same people on Twitter, and, and you have a lot of crossover in terms of the news. And you know, it's only three hours away, so it totally makes sense. I guess Pullman four hours away, but still really close. And when Mike Leach was at Washington State, I remember really appreciating how entertaining and funny he was, but also a part of it driving me crazy because I thought it was a distraction to the game. But then with Mike Leach's passing today, I couldn't help but think how misguided that thought process was. Because the guy is everything that I idolize in people. Somebody that does it his own way. Somebody that's an original, creative thinker. An interesting person that's interested in other people. I think that's the best way to describe Mike Leach. Not only was he himself so fascinating, he was not being fascinating for you to be fascinated by him. And in fact, he was likely fascinated by you. And I think that's what made him so interesting. And so, you know, it's it's sad that he uh, passed, but then you also just have to think. You know, a lot of times when people pass, we we sort of, we remember all of the best things about them. And I, I guess that's a, a, one of the, our ways of, of grieving as a community or a, as a people. And sometimes, uh, you know, people are bestowed with uh, maybe an over- an over-elevated sense of their, their influence because the, the wound is so fresh. But I actually think that this is an undeniable fact. I think that Mike Leach changed the game of football more than any other individual person 
over the last 25 to 30 years. Now, why is that? Not everybody runs the air raid. I totally understand that. But Mike Leach's initial theories, first that he got from working for Lavelle Edwards, and I think the other part of Mike Leach's story that's so fascinating is he was not a college football player. He's a, he's a guy that went to law school, and then he somehow found college football interesting, went and basically begged his way into a jab with Lavelle Edwards when Lavelle Edwards was at BYU. Then he hooked up with Hal Mummy, and the rest is history. But the way that those guys repped and the way that they implemented the air raid and the way that then that spread, it was the first real from the bottom up influence of in football, right? Like instead of everybody trying to copy it from the top down, all of a sudden there's this fundamental tipping point. If you ever read the book, the tipping point by Malcolm Gladwell, this happened in the game of football where coaches used to think throwing the ball all the time was inherently risky. We're very likely not going to do it unless we have an unbelievably elite quarterback. Well, now what do you see? Everybody runs the spread because the spread is actually the easiest way to run offense in modern-day football, that comes from Mike Leach. And the fact that he was able to do that, the the fact that he was able to influence football at every single level of football, I think that should be his legacy. I mean, as funny as all of his quirky press conferences were, I mean, if you Google Mike Leach right now, you're going to see him describing Bigfoot or him bagging on weddings or, you know, whatever. His thoughts on any and everything that's not football-related. And, that, and I, sometimes that's why I, sometimes it used to annoy me when he was at Washington State because I thought it was taking away from his football brilliance, but I also get it. So I'll tell you a funny Mike Leach story uh, here after a little while. Uh, but we have to get to talking some FCS football because, of course, we do. It's the Final Four where the Bobcats are into the Final Four for the third year in a row. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for joining us here uh, on your Tuesday. We go now to the Rangus Brothers RV phone line and welcome in a guest that feels like joins us annually at this point because it seems like his team is always crossing over with one of the Montana schools, and namely, they've played the Bobcats a whole bunch of times, a whole bunch of years in a row. John Stiglmeyer, longtime head coach for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, joins us here uh, on Nuanas Now. Coach Stig, how you doing, man? What's going on? Life is good. How are you? Very good. Really appreciate you for joining us. Uh, let's start there. I mean, it seems like an annual occurrence now that you guys take on Montana State. I think you've taken them on four, five, six times over the last four, five, six years. So uh, when you first see Montana State pop up, whether it was in those non-conference games a handful of years ago or now these last couple of years in the playoffs, what do you think? Uh, I think bad weather in the playoffs. That's what I think. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and we'll have the same out here. It's uh, cold and it's sleeting and it's ice-covered roads. But obviously, uh, Montana State, uh, they've done a great job, the staff. and Really, the program's in great shape, and, and I see a, a really good football program. Well, interesting because it'll be pretty much a year since the last time you played the Bobcats because you guys squared off in the Final Four of the FCS playoffs a year ago. Start with your team, though. How has your team changed uh, over this last calendar year? Uh, well, we got a year older. Uh, you know, Mark Gronowski is healthy now. Last time we played him, our quarterback in the spring, when we went to the Frisco, uh, you know, he got hurt in that game. Uh, and so uh, a different quarterback. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of the same pieces, a lot of the same guys. And, uh, how we've changed recently is we're finally healthy and uh, feel really good about our program. 
Well, so interesting the way that this last couple of years have gone, too, just in terms of navigating uh, the pandemic and the, the spring season. Some people, including your team, decided to play. Some people did not. I know last year when you guys were in Bozeman, you guys were coming off of a crazy stretch. It's been like two dozen games in a calendar year. How much different does it feel since then? I mean, you mentioned you're finally getting healthy now, but I mean, how much more orthodox was this last calendar year than the, the couple before it? Well, it, it was unique. You know, it was unique because we played the, you know, the the two seasons in the same calendar year. But you know, we're football coaches, so uh, you, we we really feel blessed uh, to be able to coach football in the spring. You know, FCS football was the only, really, the only uh, show going on then. And so a lot of visibility for those programs that made the playoffs were on TV and stuff. So, but it's normal now, like you said, and and uh, and I don't mean normal for us to be in the semifinals, but it's a normal football year. And again, we're blessed to be in the in the semis versus Montana State. John Singlemeyer joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. He is the head coach of the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. They host Montana State on Saturday in Brookings, South Dakota. Take us through last week's game. Coach, I watched it very intently. A very good battle you had with Holy Cross. That quarterback that they got, he is something else. Uh, but you guys were able to close it out in the fourth quarter and score 21 unanswered to pull away for a 42-21 victory. What was the turning point for your team? Well, one of the turning points was an interception for a touchdown in the first half. I think that energized us and that we really maintained that uh, type of thing. And then we finally slowed down the quarterback. You know, we got to him. Uh, two, three times in pass rush. Most of the times, we got uh, when we got close uh, during the in the first half. He took off running. You know, over half his yards were scramble yards, and we couldn't tackle him in the open field. So, I think it was just containing the quarterback was the main deal. Well, that seems like a a common storyline coming into this one. Montana State has not one but two outstanding quarterbacks. I know you faced off against one of them and Tommy Malott last year in the semifinals, but now they added Sean Chambers this year as well, the big transfer from uh, Wyoming, who's become sort of their short yardage wildcat guy. Just give us the general scout. I mean, when you look at Montana State, what do you see offensively? How challenging is it to prepare for this Bobcat offense? Uh, it's uh, a dynamic. You just look at their stats, look at their yards, look at their yards rushing, look at their points, look at their time of possession. I mean, they all intersect with saying they're very efficient, they're very good, they're very good at what they do. Uh, it starts with the quarterbacks, like you said, but the running backs are good. The wide receivers are good. The old line is doing a good job. So it's a complete, you know, we look for advantages as coaches, meaning, you know, is there a mismatch in the old line? Is there a wide receiver that, that, that you can relax on, you know, that type of thing. There, there are no weaknesses. And so you got to be on edge. Everybody in their assignments have to be able to do their job. When it comes to your defense, you guys have been so outstanding stopping the run this year. I think you're leading the nation in, in yards per game allowed and averaging a, a very low yard per carry clip as well. What has led to that? I mean, what have been the, the key factors for you guys to, to be so good stopping the run this year? I think our D-line is, is fairly good. We play a lot of guys. We play up to 10 a game. And so guys are fresh. Uh, guys are uh, playing hard because they know they're only going to get three, four, five plays in a sequence, and then when they sub, we sub uh, type of thing. So uh, Caleb Sanders, our, our nose guard, is, uh, you know, stature-wise, he's not an FBS guy, but uh, uh, football player-wise, he's a phenomenal football player. Our two ends are really good. Uh, and we just got some good players. And then our linebackers are, are good. Uh, Isaiah Stalbert and Sam is good. And Adam Bach has been a phenomenal player for us. And we've missed him for – uh, a number of games, and he's back now for – played a little bit last week and will play play a, a lot this week. 
when it comes to trying to slow down that Bobcat rushing offense, then if you can't identify any weaknesses, what are the keys? Do your job. Do your job. You know, uh, it seems simple, but that's football, right? They get 11, we get 11. If, if, we, if we read our keys and, and fit, put our hats where they're supposed to be, uh, there should be one guy available to tackle. And then the good teams, guys get off blocks, and you get two guys there, three guys there. You know, but in theory, there's a guy designed to bounce the play. There's a guy designed to force the play, whatever it is. And there's a guy designed to fill whatever gap occurs. And the the problem with a, a quarterback running team is it's a two back offense with a one back set a lot of times. Right. And so you're down a player or down a fitter, so you got to really be that much sharper in your your uh, your execution. John Stiglmeyer joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach of South Dakota State. How about the other side of the ball then, Coach? I mean, what sort of things do you see out of the Bobcat defense? Are there any individual numbers that, that stand out to you, that pop to you? Uh, Numbers-wise, jersey number-wise, I think 95 is a really good football player. Yeah. D-tackle. Uh, I think the two inside linebackers, uh, are really good. And I'm not talking about there's weaknesses on their defense either, but I, these guys, like you asked, pop, they jump out at you. Uh, you watch film and you keep saying, well, why, don't, why, why is this 95 to the ball all the time? He's a D-tackle. Right. And he's just a really, really good football player. Uh, you know, there's a DN that uh, I think has been injured that sounds like he might be coming back. Again, I don't pay attention to names, so I apologize for that. That's just, uh, you know, I forget our kids' names, so why would I try to memorize <laughs> The opponent's players' names. So, uh, but anyway, uh, re- really good. And I, I do think uh, they they understand their scheme. You can't outnumber them. Uh, you put the formation this way, they number it off right. So, uh, again, you asked me about uh, their offense. They're in position to do their job, read their keys, and, and fit plays right. Very good points. And Sebastian Valdez, number 95, he is very, very good. I remember that. The, that's why I asked you about the numbers, Coach, because I remembered you're a numbers guy, not, <laughs> not a names guy for sure. Well, I, I know that you, you talked about this earlier in your press conference. I was able to watch along a little bit. Um, but what's your perspective on the fact that this is sort of a rematch? Are you guys thinking about last year at all, or how does that uh, element play into this game? Uh, yeah, if you saw this, if you listened or heard that, Part the the part we're, we're we're zeroed in on is the feeling our seniors had at the end of that game. I mean, if you watched, you know, we we re- revisited the press conference and we had two of our captains, seniors, six year guys, COVID guys, Logan Backus, uh, West Janant, and, and to see their emotions, to see their disappointment, and so it isn't it isn't the fact that we're playing Montana State. It's the the fact that we don't want to have that feeling. That's the motivation. Well, absolutely. It certainly uh, should be a great one because it was a great one last year. Uh, again, in Bozeman, John Stiglmeyer joining us, head coach of the South Dakota State Jackrabbits here uh, on Nuanas Now. Coach, what's this ride been like for you? Because I know you've been doing this a long time, and you guys have been very, very good over the last 10-plus years here. But this is the first time you've ever been ranked number one. And, uh, I mean, you are absolutely a national championship contender, one of the favorites, and you're down to the Final Four once again. So, I mean, what's it been like for you to kind of watch this thing grow? Um, it's been very re- rewarding. You know, I, I grew up on a farm. My dad taught me two things, work hard and be a good person. And we have really great people in our program. We work hard and, uh, sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way, but again, if you're doing things right, if you're working hard, uh, most of the time you reap positive benefits and sometimes you just play better, but you lose a game. Sometimes you, you know, you get to be ranked number one cause you win a game. 
uh, it's, it's been it's been fun, and and uh, I learned early in my career that uh, the top level isn't always the best for somebody. Uh, you know, I wanted to be able to uh, uh, spend a little more time with our family in this level, and South Dakota State allows me to do that. So it's been really, really special. Well, one thing, speaking of this level, uh, one thing that I just love about this level is you get to watch teams make such huge improvements throughout the scope of a year. In your mind, what does it take to make those improvements, and how have you seen your team improve uh, throughout the last 10, 15 weeks? You know, um, you know, I mean, again, God made us that we're supposed to work hard every day, and when we do that, we're supposed to get better every day. And I mean daily, we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to be able to end the day and, and, and uh, look back and say, this is where I focused on and this is where, where I, I made some improvements. Uh, you know, I think one of the improvements we made, it, it doesn't really answer your specific question, but we hired a new, new strength coach and our old one was great. Our new one was, was just a different guy, a different program, a different energy level. We had an unbelievable summer with our guys. And so I think we came into the season, uh, maybe more excited and, and, and stronger than we have. And, uh, uh, now why did we have so many injuries early? I have no clue, but I think, I think, uh, that was a huge part of it. And then Mark Gronowski, I think, because uh, he missed the fall, uh, he's really in sync right now. The game is moving slow, if I can use that term, and uh, really playing at a high level as a quarterback. Well, should be a great one in Brookings on Saturday. Montana State at South Dakota State. A trip to Frisco for the FCS National Championship game on the line. John Stigelmeyer, head coach of SDSU, joining us. Coach, last thing for you. One of the keys to victory for South Dakota State if you're going to go back to Frisco. Stop quarterback run. Yeah, stop quarterback run. Uh, prevent any type of big plays. Last year we, we 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 weren't great at it, but we were pretty good at it. And they had a bunch of 50-50 balls that ended up being 80-20 in their favor. So limit the big plays. And then we got to we got to move the football. We got to we got to find a way to move the football against really good defense. Should be a fun one, Coach. Thanks so much for the time. As always, best of luck Saturday. Thanks for being here, man. You bet. Take care. There you go. John Stiglmeyer. It is so rare this day and age. You got a guy that's at a place for, I guess this is his 26th season? 27th season, I think? Un- unbelievable that he's been there. That And that that's just as the head coach. He was there before as an assistant as well. So talk about a dedication to a place, and you have to feel good for a guy like that because South Dakota State, they have been really good for the last, I'd say, the first time they made the FCS playoffs was in 2009 when they came here to Missoula and almost knocked off the Montana Grizzlies. And that was the epic comeback in which Mark Mariani returned a kick and a punt for touchdowns in the second half. And Montana was down by four touchdowns, came storming all the way back, and uh, won by uh, 161-48 on the way to a run to the national championship game. And that was SCSU's first playoff appearance. I think they've been in the playoffs, I think, nine times since then. So, I mean, maybe ten? Pretty much every year. But to see them actually now being the true favorite, you just have to wonder. I mean, I think Coach Stig is not going to talk about that himself. But I think one of the primary factors in this football game on Saturday is that South Dakota State is at home. It's their last home game, and they are the definitive favorites. And who knows? I mean, I'm not predicting that John Stiglmeyer's career is ending anytime soon, 
But it's ending sooner than later, that's for sure. Because, I mean, he's just been doing it for so long. And you just have to wonder, if they want it, would he just ride off into the sunset? I, I can't really think of a better ending for him. But his players know that, too. And so I think that is one of the most undertold factors of this game. Win and one for the guy who's been there through it all. I mean, South Dakota State was not good in the Division II era. When they moved up to Division I, they seemed like they had miles to go to catch anybody in that neck of the woods, but particularly the North Dakota schools, North Dakota State first and foremost, and then North Dakota. You just have to wonder how much those guys want to send Sigelmeyer out on a high note. And again, I'm not saying that he's going to retire anytime soon. I'm just saying this is his best team in year 27. How do you go about finishing the deal? We'll see. If there's anybody that knows how to go on the road and get an upset, though, it's Brett Vegan at Montana State. They got all the confidence in the world because they did it last year to Sam Houston. They beat South Dakota State last year. This could be a great game on Saturday uh, in Brookings. We will talk more about this game and more about football on all levels across the state of Montana, a special prep extra, but also with a bunch of college football talk in it as well. Nate Dolan, a guy who played for the Montana Grizzlies in the early to mid-1990s, and a guy who's lived in a family of football for forever and ever and ever. He'll join us in studio next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. So I've been contemplating uh, Christmas presents for my nephews, and uh, they, I don't think they're listening right now. Plus, the younger one, he's like three, so he doesn't know what's going on yet anyways. But I was I found these sweet Wu-Tang Clan Christmas sweaters, so I'm thinking about maybe getting them one. little Wu-Tang for you here uh, on your Tuesday. Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. If you've been following along on TV or on the app, you noticed I got a new shirt on every single day. These guys hooked me up with so much gear. It's unbelievable. Got all these Nuanas Now shirts. Got these ESPN polos. And if you're lucky enough to win some prizes around here, we're going to be diving you up with some T-shirts as well. It's all courtesy of Graphic Imprints, which is a great company uh, out of Billings. And in studio now, we got Nate Dolan, who's become a good friend of mine, a uh, local Football aficionado, as it were, former Grizz receiver, and also a guy 
that's pumping the stuff here for Graphic Imprints. Uh, what's up, man? How you doing? Um, uh, thanks for having me on today, big guy. You know, I've been bugging you. I've been wanting to come on for a long time. I love talking sports and football, and I'm always bumping into you. And, uh, yeah, man, your gear's looking pretty tight. Um, thanks for uh, letting us hook you up in a, in a nice win-win there for uh, Graphic Imprints and your uh, nuances now. For sure, man. Uh, graphic-imprints.com, or you can hit him up at Nate at graphic-imprints.com. If you want to get your business all geared up, you need apparel, screen printing, embroidery, vinyl, Design, promotions, awards, all everything in between these guys, uh, they got you covered. Let's start at the beginning. You come from a, a football family. I actually knew who your, your dad was before I ever knew who you were because the great Pat Dolan, one of the great coaches in Montana high school uh, football for you know 70s and 80s and, and uh, carved out quite a great lineage. And I remember when he first passed away, I remember we did a little something for him at the Montana Football Hall of Fame there in Billings. Uh just take us through that element of your life, though. I mean, what was it like growing up a coach's kid in Billings? I grew up, uh, well, of course, I played for my dad in Billings, but I was born in Missoula. My dad was coaching for the Grizz when I was That's born. right, because he coached for who, Gene Carlson? He coached for Gene Carlson in the 70s after he was playing. He played on that 69-70 uh, Camellia Bowl team. Like the first really good Grizz teams, right, with Mike Tillman and uh, Steve Volkanowski and guys like that, right? That's right, and Tataludos always telling me how sure. they had the best teams ever, and they'd whooped our teams in the 90s, so we had a lot of fun going back and forth, Robin Peters, uh, we could go on and on. <laughs> For sure, with, a lot of a lot of great old timers there that I still keep in touch with. Well, uh, so your dad was coaching for the Grizz, and, and then then moved to Billings when? So so when I was born, he was coaching for the Grizz, coached for about five or six years. When that staff got fired, he got into high yeah. school coaching. When he got into high school coaching, we kind of bounced around the whole state from here. He coached at Loyola and up mm. to Libby and Flathead, back here to. Hellgate got the head coaching job over at Glasgow and won a state championship, and then he ended up a Billing senior. So I went to I went to junior high and high school over Billing senior. And I played for him. When uh, when your dad was working at Loyola, was was uh, old man Hauk there? I don't know if old man Hauk was there, but I know there he's real close to the Hauk family. I know he was coaching with Bruce Wallwork. That's another oh yeah, his name. for sure, the and first strength coach of Montana, right? That's right. That's right. He's a great guy. Yeah, so for, keep in touch with him for sure. I always I just always think it's funny because I go to Loyola to see t- Coach Hughes quite a bit and. Uh, the people. This is like an untold part of Bobby Houck's history. Even though they had Butte roots and, and he comes from Big Timber, the gym at Missoula Loyola is named after Robert Lawrence Houck II, which is Bobby's father and Robbie's grandfather. So, I mean, there's a lot of deep tradition in Montana when it comes to these family lineages, especially in football. And then here's another one for you. So when my dad uh, got done at Won the state championship at Glasgow, went to Billing Senior. Well, the head coach at that time was Tom Houck. Wow, Tom. okay. And so then he resigned, uh, but he was also my math teacher. So I got to know <laughs> Tom real well. He lives here in Missoula, as you probably know. He doesn't miss a ball game and all of them. So known the Houks for a really long time. Oh, for sure, man. Nate Dolan in studio with us here uh, on Nuanas now. Uh, so when you were first making your decision... There, at no brainer for you to come to, to Montana to play. Absolute no brainer to come to play. You know, my grandfather John Dolan played and coached in the late 30s and early wow. 40s before he played pro football and went on to World War II. And then my father played and coached. Then I had three cousins, Billy Dolan and uh, two Sarkovnik brothers. Eddie Sarkovnik still has the uh, single-game interception record. I think he had four in one game against wow. Nevada back in the day. So when it came around to me, I mean, it was, really was a no-brainer. The Grizz had won a long time, and uh, 
you know, I was looking at uh, old pictures of JJ uh, in the scrapbook last night. My wife was, and nothing but grizz stuff. So, <laughs> well, we'll fast forward to that just for a second because it's a, a pertinent topic. Your son JJ Dolan just wrapped up a great football career at Missoula Sentinel, part of two straight state championship teams, and then a team that went to the semifinals this year. He's headed over the other side of the mountain, so. Pops, what do you think of this? Well, I'll tell you what, this is, this is JJ's journey, not mine. Right? And I, to, I told him from the get-go, you know, to carve your own path and uh, make your own way along, and I'll support you no matter what. I told him to go where he was wanted and appreciated and, and where he, he he felt like he fit in, and that, that was at the beginning of the process. Then we go all the way to the end, and I did not know all the signs we were going to point to to the MSU Bobcats, but that's the way it was, and I said, well, no matter what, we're going to all stick behind you. they got a great coach and staff and great things going on over there so so i guess we're uh we're still grizzlies over here but we'll make make our way to the to the east a little bit well it's interesting too once you get to know a little bit right and uh, i know you've been over there with jj a couple times too i mean that staff is is all class man I and mean, they're doing a great job at both sides of the rivalry right now are doing a great job but uh, what have been your impressions of brent vegan and his guys you know what uh boy they are very personable they uh they, they, they communicate very well. They reached out to J.J. during the season. You know, on Fridays, they would hit him up and wish him good luck. You know, J.J.'s only 17 years old, right? So little things right. like that go, totally. go a long ways. They flew in for a ball one ball game, and they were standing there in the end zone where he scored a couple of, couple of uh, touchdowns when he was in the Wildcat and things like that, and he thought that was pretty neat. And, uh, you know, the whole process was something else with recruiting, but... When it came down to it, I said, it's all up to you. And I think it's just how those coaches uh, spent that extra time with him that got him to go over that way. When it comes to this last couple of years at Missoula Sentinel, it's been, it's been a, a tremendous story. I mean, I, I've said this for a couple of years now. I think that the work that Dane Oliver's done to make Sentinel truly relevant. Because, I mean, I grew up in Missoula. The only championship you were ever trying to win in, in Missoula High School football was the city championship because he had no chance to win the state championship. And it was almost like a, a understood belief. And we tried to break that my, a couple years at Big Sky. We, you know, we won a couple playoff games or whatever, but we were a, a ways away from ever actually winning the whole thing. What's this been like for you to watch? Because, I mean, your son has been a part of this, but it's also been, I mean, just from a community standpoint, it's been tremendous to watch these guys work. Yeah. Pretty darn neat there, Coulter, to see something like that. When I was at Billing Senior one year, we were 0-10. When we finally did make it to the playoffs, you would have thought we had won the whole state title. So for to watch these guys win a couple state championships, make it to the semifinals a couple times, to see what Dane and his staff have done. He's got a great group of guys over there that help him out. And just to see what all the work that goes in to be a state championship team, you know, they kind of feed off each other. Then everybody's lined up to go into the weight room and everybody wants to work. They're not being forced to go somewhere. And so now they got that tradition rolling and so I can go on to these Knicks classes and these Knicks guys coming up too. Well there was cool uh, part of your your family lineage too when uh, Riley Bergeson was at Buildings West because that, that's your nephew right? That's right. So he joined us uh, after his senior year wrapped up before uh, he was headed on remind me Navy is that where which went one? The Navy. Yeah okay because I could I can I always get Navy Air Force mixed up but uh, Riley Bergeson was an all-state guy at Buildings West now playing at the Naval Academy and uh, so he and JJ got to compete against each other. That was probably pretty uh, a lot of family time for you guys, but you guys were also probably pretty torn, right? West versus Settle, but you got two cousins battling it out. 
Yeah, you know what, Coulter? It was a tough deal. It was pretty darn neat to watch these guys get to compete against one another, but somebody had to win and somebody had to lose, right? So it was fun while they were out there. Then when the game was over, it was a little bit tough to watch, you know, Riley Riley and his – and I know all those players on West High, too, all those Dowlers and For sure. and, and Murphy and, and on and on and on. And so uh, it was pretty neat watching them compete. I mean, going to have stories forever as we go back. And, uh, yeah, Riley got to suit up for the Navy the other day. They lost a heartbreaker in double OT, but – but uh, neat that he was out there in uniform for that bugger. Hey, Dolan joining us here in studio on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, talking all things football around the state of Montana. How about you and your time with the Grizz? I mean, you used to follow the Grizz heavily now. From that 95 national championship season to now, what have you thought of just the the, the monster that Grizz football has become? Because you guys were kind of on the forefront of, of creating this monster. Yeah, we feel like, uh, you know, it was in the early 90s when things got rolling yeah, again, started totally. making the playoffs. Obviously, we won a couple uh, uh, conference championships, and then we won it in 95, and then I was done, and then they, you know, took us, took us, lost to Randy Moss the next year, but but the thing was already built, and it was already in motion, right? I mean, it, it, it's been a juggernaut and a monster, and a great group of coach, coaches coming through there year after year, and even when one moves on, another great one comes in there. So pretty neat to see to grow up and, and hear stories about when my dad was coaching and having some tough times and even in the 80s here or there. So to just go through the 90s and the 2000s on that thing like it was almost expected was pretty special. Obviously, we've had a little bit of turmoil here or there and trying to get back to the top, but a pretty darn neat ride. What was the thing that set that group of guys apart? I mean, why, why were you guys able to have so much success? I say this to people all the time. You wouldn't have believed how close we were and how, how well we got along. I mean, I know people are like, whatever, you had to have Dave Dickinson, of course, you know, the best QB <laughs> yeah. of all time. He made everybody look good, right? It helps, for sure. And then everybody maybe rolls off of that. But one guy doesn't make a, a football team by any means. I think we had, back then, we threw the ball so much. We had 15, 16 guys on the roster and uh, just at receiver. Right. And But you know what? Looking back, on it and the way we keep in touch and through reunions or through Facebook or this and that. Uh, just a really tight unit. I don't know how many guys were on that team, but everybody got along and everybody was really tight. And, uh, and I bet you if you ask the 2001 team, some of those guys, Johnny Edwards and that whole crew, they would tell you the same thing. They've been a super, super tight group. For sure. And we, you know, we did uh, some interviews about the 95 team when it was the, uh, the 25th anniversary of it. And uh, for, to a man, they all said the exact same thing. Did they really? So, it's a, certainly a, a tie that binds for sure. Uh, what do you think of where the Grizz are at right now? I mean, because this last year was the first year I thought in the last 10 where you really thought, wow, Montana might be back. They might be, you know, actually Big Sky Conference championship caliber. And they, they fell just short of that. And, it, you know, it's so funny the lens we gauge the Grizz through, right? You know, playoff season for most schools would be great. And, and here, 8-5, and five, not good enough. How do you get better? Well, I mean, where do you think where the Grizz are at right now? Uh, I think right before that three-game slide, I told folks, I said, hey, the way, you know, the the Sam Houston States took off and the James Madison with yep. those kind of teams taking off, uh, the guys that we had brought in through the portal plus the guys that had come through after we were 5-0, and I know we hadn't played a whole, the Grizz hadn't played a whole lot of great teams, but I would tell people, man, the talent level For on sure. here and whatever else like that, this team is a Final Four team and could maybe play for the title. There's that much talent on this current team. So... Like like the rest of them all, I was a little disappointed at eight and five when it was all said and done. You know, most teams would be like, "Hey, you want a playoff game in this snap?" But around here, that's just not that's not where their standards are at. Well, I know that you you've also been uh, watching 
closely uh, over in Bozeman, and uh, you were at a couple a couple of the most recent games there in Bozeman. I mean, this Montana State team, man, they're just steamrolling people. It's crazy to watch them play. It's crazy to watch them, Coulter. Now, I came from a spread it out, pass the ball all over right. the place, right? So I go watch these Bobcats, and they run the ball the whole time, and everybody in the world knows they're going to run it. The fans, the defense, people at home, and they run it, and they still have success. It is it's amazing to watch. I don't even know how they do it, to be honest with you. I'm like, everybody in the world knows that I've been watching on TV, and now I'm watching on purpose. How can you not stop this? We all know they're going to run the ball. Pretty creative things they come up with. Obviously, sure. they got a lot of talent over there. Armstrong is a great offensive line great coach. Offensive I mean, line holy coach. cow. I don't know where how long he's going to stick around there, but they're doing some great things. It's been pretty amazing to watch a team that just runs the ball nonstop and scores 50 points, no problem. <laughs> it's crazy, man. The way they spread it out, all the creative stuff they do, the pre that motions, all of it is uh, it's a thing of beauty for sure. Uh, Nate Dolan joining us here uh, in studio. Tell us more about graphic imprints. I've been telling the people, but tell people if they want to get geared up. I mean, it is important to have logoing for your business and stuff like that. So, I mean, how do they get a hold of you? Well, everybody wants to have their logo on something, right? Um, That's right. Well, the best way to get a hold of me is just give me a call at 406-360-6014. But just to talk a little bit about graphic imprints, it's deals with custom logo apparel, right? So you got your embroidery and your screen print, but we do engraving and vinyl and stickers and banners and and uh, all kinds of things, you know? We logo up your caps, your jackets, your duffel bags, hoodies, backpacks, t-shirts, but most people also don't know that we deal with the promo product stuff with, you know, the water bottles and your coffee mugs and your koozies and keychains and all those kind of things. So, uh, yeah, get a hold of me, uh, give me a call or hit, uh, send me an email at Nate at graphicimprints.com, and I'd love to get you guys hooked up. We take care of the healthcare industry, sports teams, breweries and restaurants, construction companies, golf courses, real estate. We don't uh, discriminate. So, graphicimprints.com. That's graphic-imprints.com or Nate at graphicimprints. And we'll keep telling you because I'm going to keep wearing the gear. I'll see this again sometime, man. Hey, man, uh, I would like to come on every week if you let me. I know, I know you're too busy for that, and you got better things, but, man, I will come on anytime. And and on behalf of Graphic Imprints, thanks for having me on. You're, you're swagged, looking tight. I like that polo. I see your, I see your ball cap there, and I got some, got some good gear around here, my man. Well, thanks so much for being here. Nate Dolan, former Grizz wide receiver, and... Uh, now a proud father of a future Montana State Bobcat. We'll have JJ in here uh, sooner than later as well, so uh, look forward to that. Thanks for stopping by, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, buddy. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. How about free Tagliari plus some of the best individual performances from across the state of Montana? Our Treasure State stars coming at you. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio Missoula. I had a realization about myself today while I was making the playlist. It's uh, down to that time of year where we only have five counting this show shows left uh, in this calendar year. 
We'll uh, have a show tomorrow. Then we'll be off Thursday, Friday. And then next week, we're just Monday through Wednesday as well. Then off all the way until after the new year. So, you know, if you've been following along, if you're a loyal listener, you, you, you know why this happens. Uh, yours truly can't ever find time to get away. <laughs> I always take the one week in July off for my golf tournament and uh, try to take some time off around my birthday in May. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a five-year tenured employee around here now, so I always have this vacation that's just lingering, and it's use it or lose it around here, so I had to use it. And uh, so usually they kick me out of here about mid-December, uh, and that's the case again. So only five shows left uh, this year here at Nuwata's Now ESPN Radio. But I, I always play... I always pick my playlist. If you're a, if you're a Spotify person or you know whatever you use for music streaming, a lot of times they give you your end of the year. Here's your top 50 or 100 songs or whatever. And uh, I was looking at my Spotify rap this year, and uh, a lot of new stuff on there. I I, uh, I thought I did a good job this year of going to some concerts for people that I was le- a little less familiar with, and then and then diving into those artists catalogs and so definitely some some songs that were brand new to the the catalog ever since just the summer but then i also realized that i'm definitely that guy and probably about a quarter of my spotify draft list is uh the exact same (laughs) i bet you that modest mouse song we just came back with i bet you that song has been on there for five years in a row I don't know. We're all creatures of habit. What can you do? Speaking of habits, one of your favorite habits is winning free sandwiches. Actually, how about just free goodness all the way across the board from Taglieri Deli. Taglieri Deli located at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins right there in the mall right next to the roundabout. They not only have delicious, top-notch, award-winning, dare I say, sandwiches, they also... Have wonderful Italian goods. Great place to get gifts this time of year if you need a little gift basket for a Christmas present. I get my olive oils there and uh, also have a great uh, wine selection, old world wine selection as well there at Taglieri. And every Tuesday, it's a Taglieri Tuesday, so we give you an opportunity to win $25 to Taglieri. Do it right now. Call 406 888 1029, that's 888 1029. Call number four. We got a $25 gift card for you. So, Tagliari Deli, located right there, uh, corner of Beckwith and Higgins in Missoula. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for your chance to win 25 bucks to one of the best places in the Garden City. Time now for our Treasure State Stars. It's presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is a great place to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Treasure State Star number one. By the way, this is where we highlight great individual performances from around the state of Montana. Treasure State Star number one. How about a bunch of Montana cowboys or, or cowboys and cowgirls with Montana ties? That just wrapped up competing at the National Finals Rodeo. The NFR was down in Vegas the last 10 days. It's a great event. It's a sweet event. It's a spectacle to behold. It's also a grind for some of these Cowboys because you're going out and competing four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes even 10 days in a row, depending on what your your discipline is. 
But here's some of the best of the best from uh, folks with Montana ties down there at the NFR in Vegas. Jesse Brown, who's a former Montana State Cowboy, he won outright the last round of steer wrestling, and he ended up finishing fifth in the world, so pretty darn good for the former MSU Cowboy. Clay Tryon, who's one of the best Cowboys to come out of Montana ever, certainly a Hall of Famer. Uh, He's from Billings. He finished third in team roping this year in the overall standings. Made a whole bunch of money uh, with his teammate. In Saddlebrock, Chase Brooks of Deer Lodge tied for the final round win with his traveling partner, Colby Wanchuk and Zeke Thurston. They all came in at 89.5. The uh, latter two are from Canada, but still great rides by them. Melstone's uh, Sage Newman uh, also finished as a a, a uh, Saddle Bronc winner, uh, placed fourth in the round, and ended up fifth in the overall world standing. So a bunch of great work by Cowboys and Cowgirls with Montana ties down there at the NFR. Cheddar State star number two, a young lady who's been on the uh, list several times and probably will continue to be on the list moving forward. It's Lucy Corbett. She's an outstanding high jumper out of Bozeman. Uh, Bozeman High School graduate who is uh, now at Montana State. Multiple-time Big Sky Conference champion. And she was the Big Sky Conference indoor field athlete of the week this last week. First uh, jumper in the Big Sky to go over six feet in the high jump. And that's just scratching the surface. She's so good on the indoor track. And uh, she's got up over six feet several times. And I think she'll continue chasing Records, whether they be Montana State records or Big Sky Conference records, and uh, she will certainly be in the conversation once again for All-American honors and and among the top female high jumpers in the country, period. Not just collegiately, but just overall. I mean, she's competed in the U.S. Olympic trials. She's done all sorts of different things. So uh, Lucy Corbett, this week's Big Sky Conference Field Athlete of the Week on the women's side. Treasure State star number three, Josh Bannon and Brandon Whitney. These guys carried Montana to the Montana men's basketball team, that is, to a pair of great wins over Summit League opponents. The Grizz drilled South Dakota State in uh, Missoula last Tuesday and then went on the road and Beat North Dakota State. I know North Dakota State is uh, ranked low in the net ratings, so it seemed like um, maybe not as good of a win, but it's always a tough place to play in Fargo. And uh, that was definitely a good win. More uh, importantly, though, Brandon Whitney, Josh Bannon, those two guys seem like they've really settled in. I mean, you can tell that they're upperclassmen now. They had to both carry uh, pretty heavy loads as freshmen and sophomores, but now they seem a lot more um, ready, a lot more uh, equipped to, to to carry those loads. And Josh Bannon, who had 27 points against North Dakota State, he will join us here on this year's radio show uh, tomorrow for our uh, first basketball-oriented Grizz Star of the Week. My phone's blowing up. There's breaking news. So we'll get through these Treasure State Stars, and then we'll come back to that here in just a little while. Uh, Treasure State star number four, Caitlin K.J. Lamardo. She goes by K.J. She is uh, from Silver City, New Mexico, but she's a junior 
slasher slash swingman for the Montana State women's basketball team. She went seven of eight from three-point land last night against St. Mary's, and the Bobcats rolled to a non-conference victory. So MSU's women good again. They're off to a six and four start here in the non-conference, and they got their toughest tasks yet. They play at the Maui Classic this upcoming weekend in Hawaii, and they got to play number ten LSU in their first game of the of the uh, Maui Invitational. So that should be a a, a tough one, but KJ Lamardo lit it up last night. Hit all seven or three point attempts, a career high, twenty one points. Thursday star number five, Libby Stump. She is a true freshman for the Lady Grizz basketball team, and she had a career high sixteen points for Montana as they snapped a four game losing streak with a seventy six to sixty win at South Dakota uh, over the. Uh, the weekend, so Lady Grizz, they're three and six in non-conference, but Libby Stubb, Stump, excuse me, a very talented young player. And then Thursday star number six, the Missoula Sentinel girls basketball team. They went on the road this last weekend under first-year head coach Tyler Hobbs, and they went to Billings West and won. And Billings West had won two dozen games in a row at home at the Golden Dome there in Billings. So that's a big win uh, for Missoula Sentinel. And it'll be interesting to see just how high that team can climb. But I know Coach Hobbs, uh, I know he'll do a hell of a job. And uh, Sentinel has great women's basketball tradition. So uh, that'll be a fun one to monitor. It'll be fun to monitor all of of basketball. But but in Missoula, a couple new head coaches there. Uh, Maddie Keast at Hellgate. Tyler Hobbs at Sentinel on the girls' side. Both taken over for for predecessors that had a lot of success. Karen Deedon at Sentinel and uh, Robin Brady Henthorne, the co-head coaches there at Hellgate. So we'll see what uh, those programs can become uh, with a couple familiar names leading the charge. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Here's your breaking news. Andy Thompson, former Grizz linebacker, a life of coaching in the Big Sky Conference. He is the new head coach at Sacramento State. Troy Taylor, three-time Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year. He took the job at Stanford over the weekend. Andy Thompson's been the D.C. there at SAC the last couple years. He spent a decade-plus in Northern Arizona on Jerome Sauer's staff before that. And uh, Gad's been around the Big Sky pretty much since his playing career ended at Montana in the early 2000s. So another familiar name as the... uh, now new head coach of Sacramento State. Congratulations to Coach Thompson, uh, a guy we've gotten to know well over the years for all of his various uh, coaching stops. A guy that's always been more than willing to pick up the phone and talk ball with us. Uh, so on a personal level, happy for Andy Thompson. In terms of uh, the fit there, we'll analyze it in the second hour. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. New Sac State head coach plus what ails the Montana Grizzlies and what are the things we think they can work on moving forward and all Big Sky football second hour coming at you Nuanas Now ESPN Radio I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates if you've been listening to ESPN Radio you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident the Advocates can surely help you There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. 
you deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills. So all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.